We begin today an entire new section of Tanakh. Having concluded Sefer Eov, we move on now to the five Megillos and begin with Shir Hashirim, Song of Songs. This is Rabbi Tzvi Hersh Weinreb speaking, and I will be delivering brief and necessarily uh, incomplete and inadequate shiurim on Shir Hashirim and Emir Hashem on Rus. It is difficult to deliver a lecture on Shir Hashirim no matter how much time one has and no matter what the context. And the difficulties have to do with the fact that we have before us a book which on the surface of it is a love song between two individuals. And sometimes the descriptions become very physical, very sensual, and ardently romantic. Of course, our tradition teaches us that the best way to understand this love song and why it is part of the holy writings, why it is part of Tanakh, is because it is a mushal, an allegory. The love here is not limited to the love between a man and a woman. The romance here is not uh, the idle romance between a uh, shepherd and a young maiden, but rather a deeper love is referred to, a more spiritual love between man and God, between God and the Jewish people. It's an Ava Elyona. It is a higher type of love that is being described here. It is for this reason that in the Mishnah, in Maseches Yodayim, no one less than Rabbi Yaakiva himself says that of all the scriptures, Shir Hashirim is the holiest of all. Kol Hashirim Kodesh, Shir Hashirim Kodesh Kodoshim. It is the holiest of the holies. And one would think that it is especially appropriate that is, it is Rabbi Akiva in a Mishnah who makes this statement about Shir Hashirim. Because on the one hand, of all of our great Tanoim and Amoroim, of all the rabbis in the Mishnah and Talmud, it is of Rabbi Akiva's relationship with his beloved wife, Rachel, that we know so much. We know that their bond, their love, was indeed koshe kamoves, as powerful as death, it could overcome death. And so it is no wonder that he would appreciate, knowing the love of a man and a woman, of a man and a wife, he would appreciate the language and the passion and the power of Shir Hashirim at its simplest meaning. 
It is even more true, however, that of all the people who understood the mitzvah of Ahavas Hashem, the mitzvah of love for God, of that higher love, that Ahava El certainly Rabbi Akiva, who pined all his life long for the moment, Mosai Yavoli Yodi Vuakaimena, when will I be able to fulfill the mitzvah of Yahafta as Hashem Alochecha, etc. Bachol Nafshecha Afilu Notel as Nafshecha. Rabbi Akiva longed for the time when he could demonstrate that his love for God overcame even his love of life itself and that he would be willing to be Moshe Nefesh, to sacrifice his life for God, this Rabbi Akiva, of course, could understand the underlying theme of Shir Hashirim, which is Ahavas Hashem, the love for God. I will proceed to study with you Shir Hashirim, to occasionally allow myself to sing it as a song according to the ta'amim, according to the trop, to convey the absolute musical beauty of the text. I will focus on the simple meaning of the text and try to understand the various words, the flora and the fauna, the flowers and plants and spices and animals and birds that are referred to in Shir Hashirim. I will deal with it a bit at that level, but I will especially look beneath it for the inner meaning and be guided almost exclusively by Rashi. Rashi on Shir Hashirim is incomparable. He struggles with the textual issues and he tells us that he is doing so. Uh, and uh, from time to time, I will draw upon some other commentaries, uh, but I will restrict myself. Among the commentaries that I will sometimes mention, or at least allude to, is the astounding commentary of the Nitziv, Rav Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, the great Rosh Hashiva of Varlozhin, whom we know from his many sforim, his commentary on the Torah, HaMek Dovor, and he wrote a commentary on... <coughs> Shir Hashirim called Meitiv Shir, which is very, very fascinating and very, very interesting for him. Shir Hashirim was written by Shlomo to be recited on Pesach and to especially inspire the Jewish people to be able to leave Yerushalayim, to be able to leave the Ali or the Regal, the a visit to Jerusalem over Pesach, over Passover, and to leave with an inspiration of Avas Hashem. For him, Shir Hashirim is a composite of many, many songs which are woven together to allow the visitor to Jerusalem and the reader nowadays to experience love for God. That is what it is all about. Rashi begins by telling us that he's going to make an effort, a special effort. V'yomarti v'libi, I thought in my heart, said Rashi, lispos mashmos ha-mikra, to grasp the meaning of the scripture, to give you the meaning of the words of Shir Hashirim at the simplest level, to explain the order and sequence of these psukim, and to list the Midrashim, the Medrish 
and its comments upon the text, Midrosh u Midrosh, Ish Ish Bimkomo, each one in its own place, however it is relevant. For Rashi, Shlomo wrote Shir Hashirim because Shlomo foresaw with his Ruach HaKodesh, with his divinely inspired ability to apprehend the future, he realized that the Jewish people will go into Golo Achar Golo, Churbon Achar Churbon, will go into exile after exile, catastrophe after catastrophe. And they will feel sometimes abandoned and forlorn and desperate in this long exile. And they will look back to the moments when they had this beautiful relationship with God that they no longer uh, experienced. And therefore, Shlomo wrote this book, Bilishon Isha Tzeruro Almanus Chayus, the language of Shmuel Bey's Perikhov Pasuk Gimel, that this song is written from the perspective of a, a living widow, of a woman who's been long forsaken, who is desperate, alone, and longs for her husband, her beloved of so, so long ago, and longs for him, yearns for him, she longs for her husband, she seeks desperately for her lover, and she remembers <coughs> the love of her youth, the love of once upon a time, hundreds, thousands of years ago. And she confesses her sin, and the lover reciprocates and responds. God, Kavayochol, responds and experiences what she experiences and empathizes her forlorn state. The lover, the Rebona Shlolem, is also pained by her pain and also looks back lovingly to that time once so long ago when their Ahava was Aza, when their love was strong. And of course assures her that even though she is now abandoned, but that long gone love is really not gone, ki od hi ishto, she is still his wife, Vuhu Isha, and he is still her husband, Vuhu Osid Lashuv Eleho, and that he will return to her. For Rashi, this is the theme of Shir Hashirim, and this is the theme that we will pursue in our lectures on Nachyomi beginning, uh, beginning right now. Shir Hashirim Asher Lishlomo. This is a song of songs written by Shlomo HaMelech. Shlomo was not only the wisest of men, and in that uh, respect wrote other works, Mishle, Proverbs being one that we've already studied, Koheles being another which we will yet study, and Shir Hashirim, which is in some ways the wisest of all. It's not written as a, a book of wisdom. It is written as a love song, but it conveys profoundly wise ideas, especially about the relationship between people, about the relationship between the Jewish people and our God. And it begins with a declaration from this woman, this abandoned Almona who's feeling so desolate, and she says, 
Yishokeni Menishikos Pihu. Let me be kissed by the kisses of his mouth. Kitovim Dodecho Miyoyin. Because your love is more delightful than wine. In uh, this pasuk, of course, as Rashi tells us, the woman, begalusa uvi almenusa, in her exile and in her widowhood, desperately looks for the kiss of the king, the kiss of the king that she looks back with, with such with such nostalgia, and she wants the kiss on her mouth, not on her hand, not on her shoulder, but on her mouth. The kiss of a chason el kalo pe el pe, the kiss of a bride, of a groom to his bride. Because above everything, she cherishes that love, even above wine and superficial physical pleasures. For Rashi, every great physical festivity is symbolized by yayin, by wine. As we will study in the Gilas Esther, El Beis Mishtei Hayayin, the house of the feast of wine. She longs, again following Rashi, she longs for the Pe'el Peh connection, for the mouth-to-mouth connection, to the Torah, which was taught to her, face-to-face, Ponim El Ponim. And that love, the love which is exemplified by the Torah, the mouth-to-mouth relationship, is more pleasing to her in her exile than any other possible delight. And she looks forward to it. shmonecha tovim, shemen turak shemecha. The analogy, the link between wine being one type of physical pleasure, which is secondary to the love that she is now remembering. She also recalls to mind oil. Of course, oil in Tanakh is almost always olive oil. And she says, your oils, your ointments, yield a sweet fragrance, like the finest oil, like oil spilled out whose vapors, whose fragrance is, is filling the room. Alkain alamos ehevucha. And therefore do the maidens love you. For Rashi again, the maidens throughout Shir Hashirim refer to the other nations of the world besides the Jewish people. And the nations of the world also love God and also can partake of the fragrance of his shemen, the beautiful, delicious odor of his precious oil, of his olive oil. And these alamos, these maidens also love you. For Rashi, these maidens include Yisro, a non-Jew who smell the fragrance of the shemen, and Rochov Hazono in Yahushua, certainly someone who experienced the wonders of God. As she herself said, Ki Hashem Elokeichem Hu Elokim Bashomayim, etc. 
Ho'alomos for Rashi, Hain Ho'umos. These maidens are the other nations. So the drama begins to unfold. It's not only the relationship of the Jewish people to God, a, a passionate mouth-to-mouth kissing relationship, but it is also a relationship of fragrance, indirect, but still p- delicious and, and beautiful. And that extends beyond the Jewish people. That extends even to the Alamos, to the maidens. And then an almost paradoxical phrase as she continues and says, Moshcheni, pull me to you, Acharecho Norutso, and then we will run after you. We will follow you. First pull me and just give me a little tug and I will come the rest of the way, so to speak. Draw me after you and I will run toward you. Heviani HaMelech Adorov, the king has brought me to his chambers. We will delight and rejoice in your love. We will savor your love more than we savor wine. And we will love you in a way which is called Meshorim. For Rashi, Meshorim means a straightforward, unimpeded love, a powerful, direct love without twists and turns. Meshorim, it will be straight. The words of Rashi, it is a strong love, the love of a straight plane, P-L-A-I-N. Beli Akiva Urechosim, without twists and turns, without ups and downs, just a straightforward love. Again, you see, as Rashi underscores again and again, I, I feel, says this woman living in hundred centuries, millennia of exile, I feel the tug, Moshcheni, I feel that you're pulling me a bit and I want to follow you. And even today, I feel already as if I was in your inner chamber. Even today, in my living widowhood, I recall the earlier love that I had with you. Until now, we have the the song of the woman, the Rashi, the living widow recalling her love and hoping to have it restored. And now she turns, this widow, to others. And she says, Shechoro ani venova. I am dark, but yet beautiful. I am swarthy, I am black, black with sin, black with faults, but nevertheless beautiful. Benos Yerushalayim, daughters of Jerusalem. Ko'oholei Kedor, I am black like the tents of the Bedouins. Kirios Shlomo, like the sheets, the pavilions of King Shlomo. And for Rashi this means, God abandoned me because of my blackness, because I am black with sin. Mipnei Shacharus Shebi. But, this blackness is only a superficial blackness, as he goes on, she goes on to say. 
Do not fear me. Do not be put off because I am black. Because the blackness is secondary to me. It is a surface blackness. It is the sun that has burned me, that has darkened me. My mother's sons quarreled with me. They made me guard the vineyards. Karmi Shali Lo No Torti. My own vineyard I did not tend. These words fit again so well. The the uh, commentary of of Rashi. Yes, I have sinned Shechoro Ani, but I have certain Zechusim. I have the sin of the Egel of the golden calf. But I have the zechus, the merit of receiving the Torah. And therefore I call to the Benos Yerushalayim, to the daughters of Jerusalem. For Rashi this means the other nations of the world because all the nations of the world will one day come to Jerusalem to serve God. That Jerusalem will one day become the metropolis for all the Benos, for all the daughters, for all the nations. As the Navi Yecheskel has prophesied, Venosati Eshen Loch Livonos, that the nations of the world will be like the daughters of Jerusalem. And therefore, since I am only sunburned, I can easily lose the sunburn. I can lose the Shacharus. It will be if I can only again go back into the shade, the shade of God's protection, I can lose this outer blackness and be restored to the white sinlessness. Because my the sons of my mother, for Rashi this means the Erev Rav, the uh, Egyptians that left Egypt together with the Jewish people, they corrupted me and they made me tend alien vineyards. They made me tend idolatrous vineyards. But my own vineyard, I didn't tend to. There's something so tragic in this as this woman, after all this time, recognizes I've served so many causes. The Jewish people have been involved in every major cause in history. And yet underneath, they know karmi sheli lo no torti. I have not sufficiently tended to my own vineyard. And now, we move on as Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, representing God, responds to Knesset Yisrael, responds to the Jewish people. And he says to her, Hagidoli, tell me, Sheohavonafshi, you whom I love so well. where have you wandered? Where where do you pasture your sheep? where do you rest your ship your sheep at noon? Shalomo Otio Al let me not be as a mourner, Rashi would have it, as a mourner besides, as a, a, a wanderer, as one who strays beside the flocks of your fellows. Here, 
the Rebbeinu Shlomo Kavayachal is responding to the Jewish people. The husband is responding to the living widow. And he says, how have you survived one sheep among all of these wolves? How are you tending um, to your sheep at this Tzohorayim time, at high noon, with the sun burning so much, this Ace Tzohorah? How do you do it? And in case you wonder, why do I care? Why do I care? Well, I care because I have not yet abandoned my love for you. I want to give you a little piece of advice, says the husband to his long-lost wife. In case you no longer know, you who are the most beautiful of women, you don't know the way, how can you cope without a shepherd? How can you cope in a world without guidelines, in a world without flagposts, in a world without directional signals, is an answer. Go follow the footsteps of the sheep. And graze your young goats, your kids, by the tents of the shepherds. For Rashi, this means something very, very simple. And that is... My people, although we have long been separated and you no longer know enough about the relationship and how to survive among all the other nations of the world, the nations among whom you are exiled, and you want to find a way that you can protect your children, here's the answer. Follow the footsteps of the sheep. Rashi. Reflect upon the ways of your ancestors who received my Torah and guarded my ways and my mitzvot and go in their ways. And then your 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 kids your baby goats will be able to find a pasture land, a place to graze. I have likened you, my darling, to a mare, to a horse in Paro's chariots. What a, what a metaphor to compare <coughs> the beloved woman to, to a horse. However, the horse refers to the glory of God's might as he displayed it during Yitzias Mitzrayim. In Chabakuk, your horses were able to find a path in the sea. And therefore, I have um, I have been silenced, I, have, I remain silent in spite of your screams, because you will be quiet, I will guide you. Atem tacharishun. Novu lechoyayich batorim. God is still continuing here. The lover, the male, the husband, the, lo- the long lost husband, goes on and says. Novu Batorim, your cheeks are 
beautiful with torim, with plated wreaths. Savorech bacharuzim, your neck with strings of jewels. Torei zohov na'aseloch. We will add wreaths of gold to you. Im nekudos hakosef, with spangles of silver. The, the beauty is described in such a delightful way, in such a, a, a sensual way, physical way, but conveying the beauty that God sees in his people. Cheeks re- with wreaths on them, the neck with necklaces, and gold and silver spangles and wreaths all around. This is the beauty that God sees in the Jewish people, but there's a tragedy about to come. While the king was on his couch, my nirdi, nirdi is a type of a, um, uh, a spice, a beautiful flower, in English, it's nard, N-A-R-D. My nard gave forth its fragrance. And Chazal understand this to mean that while the king was with me under the chuppah, really at the wedding ceremony, the Jewish people already lost their fragrance, already strayed from him. In the, in the beginnings of their love, they were already wandering. Nosan Recho, Rashi says, has to be translated not that they gave forth with this fragrance, but rather that they, what should we say, they made this fragrance stink. Chiluf lahav ish. They made it smell a foul odor. Nosan recho. They gave forth with this foul odor. Because the Cheto Egel came in the midst of the wedding, so to speak. The sins came in the midst of the celebration. Nirdi nosan recho. Tzror hamor dodi li. The Kaddish Baruch Hu continues to say, "Yes, you, 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 you blew it. In the middle of this wedding, in the middle of the process of giving the Torah, you already." made this foul odor instead of this delightful fragrance. Yes, but nevertheless I forgive you. Tzror hamor dodi li ben shodai yolin. My beloved is to me a bag of more. More is the spice myrrh, M-Y-R-R-H. So you are to me like this delightful, delightful spice. Bein shodai yolin. You are lodged between my breaths. For Rashi, here, I am giving you a new spice. I gave you this other spice, nerd, nard, and somehow you contaminated it. You made it, you, 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 you made it, you, you ruined it. But here's a different spice. Here's a spice called more. I'm giving that to you now. Here is a new fragrance to replace the old fragrance. So Rashi writes, God forgave the Jewish people for this stinking, you'll excuse the expression, but that's the power of the poetry, for this stinking mess that they left him. And he found a new spice, 
to dispel the old foul odor and to bring something new. And he told them, build a mishkon, and that will be a kapora for the egel. <clears throat> and sleep between my, my breasts, meaning, ben shnei badei ha'oron. The breasts are symbolized by the two poles of the ark, which protruded into a curtain and from the outside resembled the breasts of a woman protruding from uh, into the garment, the outer garment that she wears. So come back to me. Eshkol ha-kofer dodili. My beloved is a spray of kofer, another type of fragrant blossom translated as henna, a spray of henna, H-E-N-N-A. Uh, so, to, so is my love to me, Bicharmei Ein Gedi, in the vineyards of the place called Ein Gedi. And Rashi says, Eshkol HaKofer, on the one hand, Kofer is a Bosem Sheshimo Kofer, it is a, a fragrant spice which, which, whose name is Kofer, um, but it can also stand for Kofer Kaporo, forgiveness. God's forgiveness. And he continues, Hinoch Yafora Yossi. Behold, you are beautiful, my dear, my darling. Hinoch Yofo Inayich Yonim. Notice, this is male to female. Male saying, Hinoch, in the feminine, to you. You are beautiful. You are beautiful with eyes like doves, dove-like eyes. And for Rashi here, this means that the Rebona Shlolem is saying, you have this beautiful beauty, the beauty of the eyes. The Gemara says, Kalo noim ein gufo A bride who has beautiful eyes, that says it all. Even physically, she's not so attractive. The eyes themselves can, can project a, a total beauty. But God is saying here, I forgive you. Because you are beautiful in two ways. And for Rashi this means Naase Venishma. You're beautiful in double ways. You are beautiful because your ancestors were beautiful. You are beautiful because you yourself are beautiful. Beautiful twice. And finally, the woman responds and says, you too are beautiful, female to male, you too are beautiful, you are the source of the beauty, it's not me, Rashi, it is not my people, my beauty, the Jewish people says, it's your beauty, it's you who are beautiful, because you are beautiful indeed, Pleasant, wonderful. You've forgiven me. You have forgiven me. Af arsenu ra'anono. Our couch, our bed is 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 fresh and delightful. Uh, our, our marriage bed. We we are beautiful. This is the the mishkon, the chadar hamitos asher beveis Hashem. Uh, the words of. Um, Malachim Beis, Perikut Aleph, Pasuk Beis. Because the, the Mishkan, the Migdosh, is nothing less than the bed upon which the Jewish people mate, couple with God. 
Our bed is is delightful. The beams of our house are cedars. Rohitenu berosim. Rohitenu is difficult to translate. Rashi himself says it is difficult. Um, I've seen the translation in other commentaries that rohitenu um, means the the rafters are made of brosim, which are a type of tree, perhaps a cypress. Brosh v'tidor, brosim, broshim. Uh, Rashi says Rohitenu simply means the furniture, the, the furnishings of the house. Our house is strong. Our basic relationship is strong. It's built of cedar, of cypress. It is strong indeed. This is the first parak of Shir Hashirim. And again, I've deliberately restrained myself from... Uh, sharing with you so many of the other beautiful perspectives of the Medrash and the Meforshim on this Perek. Netziv, Malbim, Rabag, Alshich, Vilnagon, they all have so much to say about this. But I'm trying to convey to you the basic text and Rashi, the greatest of all of our commentaries, and how he read this Shir Hashirim as such a relevant poem as such a relevant love song. It's a love song between a Jewish people that feels distant from God and yet knows that its ultimate destiny is with their reunion to her lover. Because her lover has not, as he himself assures her, has not abandoned her and still finds her to be beautiful, the most beautiful of all. Hayofo Banoshim. End of Shir Hashirim Aleph.